0: Welcome to the Glow Up Gals podcast, where we bring you inspiring stories of success after setbacks and healing after heartbreak to encourage you to live your
1: passion. We are your hosts, Jess and Kara. Two single moms who had their asses kicked by life, but are emerging from their struggles in major ways. We are here to build community and provide a platform for others' voices to be heard. Because when you glow together, you grow together.
0: Welcome back, everyone. We're in a new year. Here we go. Um, I ended up recording an episode sort of impromptu yesterday without Jess because she couldn't make it. Um, My friend Kim was over at my house and I did an in-person Reiki session with her and it was really, really cool. And she has a history of just like always being around paranormal stuff. So we decided to just do an episode right then and there about her growing up in a haunted house and having a spiritual awakening most recently and how I'm helping her and how we're like destined to be friends. So yeah, it kind of snowballed into like just, and I've never done an episode just like sitting in the same room as someone. So it was really cool. Um, I'm excited about it. Well, and because we just went through all kinds of crazy stuff with like doing a house cleansing for her and all of these different like weird things that have been happening, so we pretty much just recounted all of that. So, it's a it's a good episode. I'm excited. Is does she still have hauntings
1: in her current home?
0: Not anymore, cuz we got rid of it. We got rid of it.
1: I I'm so, convinced I have a ghost in my house.
0: You may I think you do, based on some of the things that have
1: happened. What's happened most recently? There's just this light that, like, goes on and off. And it's, like, it's kind of always at, like, very interesting times. Um, it It's not like the light bulb, because I've changed the light bulb, like, three or four times. And it's not, like, the wiring, because it works half the time, and then it doesn't work. Like, sometimes it'll blink, and sometimes it'll go on and off. And uh, I don't know. It's just, mm. like... It's very random. It, like you know, I mean I'm I'm sure it could be like an electrical issue that could be fixed, but like I don't know. I would yeah. rather choose to that to believe that it's symbolic of something. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. So we should do a have people tell us their haunted house stories somewhere on our post like this week. Yeah. I've been thinking that we need to kind of, like, make a shift. Like, I I don't know what it is, but, like, the glow-up gals needs, like, a new thing. So maybe it's, like, paranormal shit. Maybe it's something else. But I feel like, yeah, you guys tell us. What you think, listeners? Give us the – give us your suggestions. I feel like it's really hard right now. Like, because energy has just been so stagnant for so long – we've had some amazing guests and I just think that maybe this little lull and influx is telling us to move a different direction. So.
0: Yeah. We'll see. Cause it really can. Um, I mean, some of the people I reached out to recently, um, it's like, it's almost more, um, instead of just purely a glow up story, it's like tools for, um, to help you glow up like things to put in your own like sort of toolbox like mindset and stuff like that um but yeah let us know what you want to hear more of and we can certainly deliver on that we hope you guys enjoy this episode
1: and see you on the other side
0: welcome back all you glow getters It is a brand new, fresh episode of the Glow Up Gals podcast. Uh, We are glad to be recording again in 2021. Uh, Today, um, I'm actually flying solo here. This is Kara, and I am recording without Jess. We had some time zone difficulties, so um, I actually have someone in my own studio, aka bedroom, with me. Um, my friend Kim Murphy is with us today. Hey, Kim. Hi, thanks for having me tonight. I appreciate it. Yes. Um, it's funny, we had someone scheduled that We ended up needing a reschedule for this week, so I didn't have a guest lined up. And then Kim came over and I did an in-person Reiki session with her. And there has been so much going on with her and her spiritual development, spiritual awakening that I was like, why don't we just do an episode about that? So we're kind of impromptu going to do this and I'm just going to send it over to Jess and be like, Hey, can you edit this and put it out tomorrow? Okay, thanks. (laughs) So she doesn't even know that we're doing this tonight, (laughs) but I know she would go along with it. Um, So Kim has been my friend, uh, for a couple good, like what, like five years now Yeah, we met at work. We both work at a retirement community and I actually hired Kim as my outreach marketing coordinator. And since then we now work at different communities, but we've kind of developed a friendship that now we're finding out is a divine intervention friendship for all these different spiritual reasons. So, um, we've had some crazy experiences, like not just the Reiki session tonight and the things that we experienced and saw, but I also did a house blessing for Kim recently. And it was like a wild day, like something out of a freaking movie. Like it was, it was wild. So we're, we we want to tell that story, um, too. So just to get into it, I'm going to ask him to give us a little bit of background on herself and kind of what her glow up story is as far as spirituality and just delving into all of this.
2: So, um, oh, my gosh, where do I begin? Um, So even from a young age, I lived, my parents were divorced and um, I grew up with my mom and my grandmother in Highlandtown in one of the older row homes. And even from such a young age, I remember seeing things and feeling things and not really being able to explain what it was or why it was happening. And it was, you know, for example, like we would see in the middle of a thunderstorm hangars that would just kind of fly like, back and forth on the doorknob, and then all of a sudden, like, fly off out of nowhere. And ashtrays literally levitate off of the ground and kind of come into, like, the next room and then just slam down out of nowhere without even breaking. Oh, my God. And, well, I mean, crazy. it gives me goosebumps just talking about When you were, like, witnessing this stuff. <laughs> I would say between the age of, like, maybe five like when you really start to get I get a sense of things and you start to remember things Um, and this went on I mean we were there in that same household um, up until we moved out here to Baltimore County um, like for high school so I was there literally from like Mm -hmm. kindergarten well prior to kindergarten and then all the way up until seventh grade and I just my childhood was very different we weren't because of like the crime in the area, we weren't really able to like go outside and ride our bikes and do normal things that you would do growing up. And so, um, you know, we could maybe go to the corner store and come right back. That's like pretty much the gist of it. So, um, you know, we spent a lot of time, um, kind of in the house and just, um, you know, going places with my mom and my grandmother, of course, but, um, one of the most, and I I don't think I've ever shared this with you, Kara. So this is like really me like opening up. Um, so my uncle Ricky, um, who they always said he was like a bad penny and he would just kind of randomly show up from time to time. And he had, um, kind of been in some not so great things and went to jail for a little bit. And my mom and my grandmother, um, being like the mother figures in his life actually, um, bailed him out, you know? So they, they, I remember them rolling pennies. Like they literally had pennies saved. It was just like rolling coins. to like help put money towards all their savings, everything they had in getting him out. So then he temporarily stayed with us, um, until his mom was in Louisiana. He's from new Orleans and he was staying with us for a little bit. And, um, we had a, things were really starting to happen when he was with us. And I remember we had like a screen door and then a storm door, but there was like a hallway vestibule in between. And, you know, my sister and I naturally had some like dolls and stuff. And this one doll, it started like it all of a sudden, like started banging like up against the door. Like, and it was like, you know, laughing hysterically and then like banging up and it would like back up and bang up into the door again and we back up and I bang into the door hard. again. Um, it was like in the vestibule and then it just kind of started and my mom like kind of opened the door and we were trying to figure out, you know, what it was. And we, at first we were all kind of laughing because, um, we were thinking, ha, 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 this is like funny. Like, cause we, we didn't know, we thought somebody had the controller cause we would like kind of play pranks on each other. So my grandmother is laughing, thinking that it's my mom. My mom's laughing, thinking it's my grandmother. And then um, we actually, somebody grabbed up the doll. I can't remember exactly who and put it on the counter. Well, then it flew off the counter and um, went straight at my uncle, knocked into this big carry-on cabinet and all this stuff like fell down on him he literally like slid down to the floor and so like it was like directed at him and so my mom later picked it up when it kind of quieted down and there was no batteries in it and no controller to be found like it was very strange it was sick it was sick I know so am I right now um, and so like, I didn't know if it was like evil or if it was like, I mean, obviously mm-hmm. that to me, like, you know, and he had done some really bad and wrong things. So I think it was like trying to scare him, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, I, my mom tells me that when we were down in the basement, cause that's where a lot of the activity happened. Um, I was, she would sit us down on like the dryer and you know, change out the clothes or fold clothes while we were talking. And she remembers me looking over into the back, the back of the basement, and saying, "Who's that ugly man over there?" And she was just like, "Okay, that's it, girls. Like, time to time to go back upstairs." And up we went with the laundry basket, and that was it. But like, I don't remember saying that personally. But she told me that like when she when that happened, like the hair on her like arms just stood straight up. And, um, it was just things like that. Like we had a lot of touch lamps in the bedroom. So like the touch lamps would constantly go like from dim to like higher to even higher and like back down again, um, with nobody touching them. And at different times of the night, um, my sister actually, I was, one that was more or less afraid of it, to be honest. And I was trying to just kind of put up this brick wall and just block it out. Like, I don't want to see nothing. I don't want to know nothing like this is just weird. And I know it's not right. And, um, but we grew up in a house thinking that this, it was kind of like normalized and in such a way. And so, um, my sister I remember seeing like a figure in our back bedroom, um, and it really still to this day, it's so vivid to her and it's really disturbing when she talks about it. Mm-hmm. But we later found out that somebody had hung themselves in the back bedroom. Oh, and, oh you know, goodness. so it's a lot of that negative energy from, yeah. you know, a lot it's of, see- like yes, yeah. And so
0: when Ricky when was, that, that happens, it can create a portal that mm-hmm. can then lower negative, scary, icky energies to come through mm-hmm. on top of that stuff.
2: And a lot of the behavior started happening when my uncle was staying with us and he actually was sleeping in that back basement. I mean, in the back, um, the back bedroom. So it just makes sense because a lot of things were happening that way. Um, and, you know, it was just I mean, not only were we afraid of like what was going on with the outside with the crime and increasing and all that we had like a neighborhood watch person, but we were also like scared of what was going on inside, you know, um, and then just trying I was going to private school and just trying to keep like a normal thing going. And, um, you know, so those are really some of the vivid things that I remember growing up, my sister could absolutely share more. And I'm sure she'd be willing to do like another Uh session with you. Wow.
0: (laughs) I just can't imagine having that experience in your formative years like that, like to see something that is paranormal, like even once ever is like crazy, but to Mm -hmm. have like it regularly happen, it's like you're living in one of those horror movies mm-hmm. where there's like all this poltergeist crazy activity mm-hmm. going on so when did you eventually move like when you moved to a new place did it all stop I feel like it followed us or somewhat did
2: because when we moved it was like at that point the crime had significantly gotten worse because you know fast forward I was in eighth grade at that point
0: we're mm-hmm. getting
2: ready to go into eighth grade rather and I remember us just pretty much not even packing up everything. Like I remember we left so much behind, Mm -hmm. but we packed up some of our most valuable possessions and just went. Like, I just remember like looking back and like that was it. Mm -hmm. Like just, you know, so quickly it happened. Um, And so we got a new house in the county and, um, you know, but I remember always being attracted to like the unknown, you know, or whatever that was at that moment. So naturally at that point, I'm getting ready to go into high school. And I sparked an interest in tarot cards and, um, you know, things like that. And so my sister and I kind of dabbled in it a little bit and would do things. And I remember when I would work with these tarot cards, um, like I remember asking it something about the house and then it pulling up like the beast tarot card. Mm -hmm. Um, and within like, I would say a week, week and a half later, both of our German shepherds who were perfectly healthy died. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I don't know, it was like an unknown cause. They were like bleeding from the inside out. And so like, I don't know if it was like a neighbor that had poisoned them or what it was like with rat poison, you know, you never know. Um, but I just, I remember, and I remember blaming myself because, Mm-hmm. um thinking that I caused that to happen um and so like the more I would play around with it and even just as kids doing like the um light as a feather stiff as a board oh
0: actually, god Kim you did that stuff we did and <laughs> okay so yeah and tarot cards like when you're that's why people say we wards are dangerous. So any of these mediums, like tarot, crystals, whatever, aren't inherently dangerous themselves. It's when people use them who don't psychically protect themselves Mm -hmm. beforehand. And especially if you have any kind of negative attachments, that's what's going to, Manifest more of that and come through. So it's really all about just for the listeners. Like it's really all about like just doing things in a ceremonial safe way. Like when I do a Reiki session or work with tarot cards or anything like that, or even in my soul coaching sessions um, with Caleb, we'll get to him more later. I'm always like praying to God and Archangel Michael and Raphael beforehand to like make sure that everything is protected and safe to then go about it. But that, yeah, that can definitely. So being make it young worse.
2: and, you know and naive, that. nope. And I was like, right. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. And like when we actually kind of like notice, like, things were happening and um it happened when you did the light as a feather thing did anything yeah happened? like we would see people kind of like levitate it wasn't a lot but it was enough yeah. like, to, Ew,
0: it um
2: and you know and so like you know we we opened up we asked to open up portals without even closing them properly so we I really looking back here I feel like mm-hmm. my sister and I opened up something and then didn't know how to control it because at that point on um we had a whole bunch of like water water problems. Um and so like it was like you know the foundation leaking and then having to tear out the wall because mold was behind it. um It was like the toilet would overflood and water came but I mean pipes were busting with it was like water problems at the wazoo that like just or not it, it was very really, very strange and so you know I often wondered you know I mean I always felt fine in that house and I felt protected and we had a lot of great childhood memories but still looking back to this day um you know now let's see it's been how many years oh my gosh we all grew up in that house you know eighth so so we were in Highland town then we moved out to Baltimore County And I was there up until my husband and I moved out. Well, now my mom's actually looking into selling. Um, And, you know, there's been so many issues going on there that have just, it's always been a problem house. Um, Mm -hmm. It's like a never ending, reoccurring, like we need to fix this, fix that. Um, And it's almost become like a burden. And my mom's like, I just can't do it anymore. Like, I just need to like, you know, she's going to be 60 this year and she's like, she's single and she just wants, you know, she doesn't want to have to deal with all that hassle. And so, you know, she's looking to downsize and, um, more or less just put the house up for sale and just go. Um, and so, her being there, my sister being there with her, um, there was just, it feels like a lot of negative energy. Like there's just some, um, it's, it's my mom actually guys for, so for you guys listening, my mom actually fled her own house because she got that feeling like she couldn't breathe. She couldn't, it was like this suffocating feeling. Um, and she's like, I just can't do it anymore. I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack here and didn't and she's like so she left and my brother and his you know wife now they took her in um while she's working on getting her house um resituated and put up for sale so um i mean it was that bad for her to to flee and so, my sister is staying behind a little bit longer so that she can pack and get things ready so that she can also relocate to her new home with her new little family. And um, it's, you know, it's just, it, I know that feeling because I felt it there too at some point in time or another. And um, my husband, who, gosh, we've been together since right out of high school, and he lived with us um, for a little bit of time too. And he, my, I remember my mom, my mom was always into antiques as was my grandmother. And I remember her going to um, a local antique dealer um, and getting like, where there was a lot of like um, estates, like stuff where like people had passed away and, you know, it was donated there or sold there. And so she purchased the statue. And from the moment it came in the house, um, my husband did not like it, did not want anything to do with it. My brother as well. Um, and to describe that statue, it was, it wasn't,
0: it was Confucius. Right? A Terragata. Yeah. A Chinese soldier, but it looks like Confucius, like the philosopher. But mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah. It was just a silver mm-hmm. painted.
2: And it was heavy. And solid. Mm -hmm. And I'm five foot three. And this statue was half my size.
0: It was that tall. Oh my God, that's so freaky. Yeah. I I freaking hate this statue. I've never seen it in person. But Kim sent me a photo of it. And I just immediately got vibes. <laughs> so
2: as we're cleaning out my mom's house and going through all these antiques and some of them go back to our old house, like back when we lived in the city, um, and, um, you know, we're packing things up and, you know, packing the Jeep up and some of it's going to donations. Some of it's, um, just kind of being, you know, tossed aside or whatever, relocated. And ever since I had that, um, I was helping my mom with moving things. And ever since I had it in our possession, we started to get like a lot of things that just weren't going right. And it was like, we were finding ourselves frustrated and irritated and um, didn't have any patience. And it was just this horrible, horrible feeling. So my husband, I was driving around his Jeep that we, you know, it, we both kind of share it, we take turns with sharing it. And, um, He, within getting into the Jeep, he knew within a couple of minutes, he was like, that, that freaking statue's in here, isn't it? And I, and I started busting out laughing because I always thought he was just kind of, um, over exaggerating and, and I, I I thought it was funny and, um, sure enough, I said, yeah, it was in there. So he picked up on it kind of right away, um, without even seeing it, (laughs) he sensed it exactly. So he's like, la- I mean, so he's like, I knew it, it was in there because, you know, um, he, he just, he, he, like, he blamed everything that happened in that 24 to 48 hour, per- 48 hour period. Um, he blamed it on, you know, this statue and it's bad juju. So I'm laughing at him and I'm talking to Kara and texting her over the phone. And she's like, well, send me a picture. So I said, here, Matt, I said, go ahead, take a picture of it. You know, and we'll just see what she says. You know, and he did, and within moments, and I'll let Kara explain to you exactly her perspective of it. But within moments, I get this message from her that still to this day, again, makes the the hair on my on my arm stand yeah. up. that said, "Get rid of it," with all these explanation points behind it.
0: This photo and I can like intuitively pick up on things from photos and so I immediately got this feeling like it was had some kind of just negative energy to it and that it was bad luck that whoever the owner was like it, it was almost like it wanted you to be down on your luck and to have hard times and like it's almost like that was the energy that it was holding. And so it wanted other people around it to be like miserable too, if that makes sense. Like how, I don't know how an energy Mm -hmm. do that, but it's like that energy was within that thing. It was like, it's host, whatever. And so I was trying to type this back out to Kim. So I'm texting on my iPhone, text, 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 text. I had like a sentence going where it said like what I just explained, like how I think like this, it's negative for these reasons. I had like a little paragraph typed out and I took my fingers off my phone because my son was doing something and I was talking to him and I looked back at my phone. My fingers were not touching my phone and the message that I was about to send started backspacing on its own. And the, it wasn't like the whole thing erased or my phone glitched out. I could see the letters like disappear one by one, like one letter, a couple letters faster. Now a whole word. Now it stopped and paused. Now a couple more. It was as if someone like you were watching somebody like hitting the backspace button. I was freaked. I was like got myself together and like called Kim and was like, Kim, hey, you got to get rid of it. It's fucking with my phone. And like I deleted the photo off my phone. Mm-hmm. And so then, uh, that's at the point where we called in professional help from Caleb, <laughs> my soul coach, Caleb at this in at yoga merman on Instagram Check him out. Um, and we said, Caleb, you've got, you've got to help us. We're going to not only get rid of this statue the right way, but we're also going to do a whole house cleansing. Because there has just been like Kim's just, I think from childhood, like you've, we've talked Mm -hmm. about doing a house cleansing before, but it's like the negative energies have followed you from house to house to house. And now you're still like having a lot of issues outside the statue thing. The statue is just the catalyst for all this really. Mm -hmm. And so... Caleb gave us direction like how to get rid of this statue, what to do, and then what to do for the house cleansing, like the crystals to use, how to use Palo Santo. He gave us all of these like Bible verses to read, which he doesn't always give Bible verses, but for us he did because it was like, that's what resonates most with you and your mm-hmm. family. So it's got to be like what you really will believe in. Um, so he gave us all kinds of tools in order for us to do this house cleansing. So we did all of this on like a random Sunday. And tell so first Kim had to get rid of the statue. So tell me what happened when you tried to get
2: rid of it. Yeah. So Sarah. So Kara tells me she's like, you gotta fake this thing out. She's like. I'm not telling you this to scare you. She's like, but I I just don't know if, I mean, God forbid we didn't want us to get, like, get in an accident or car go off the road or God
0: forbid, you yeah, like know, try and prevent you from getting mm-hmm. rid of it if it knew that you were going to throw it away, which sounds ridiculous, but that's just intuitively what I thought. And I was like, it can't hurt to just operate this way. Like, don't let it know that you're going to throw it away. <laughs> so my husband and I quickly kind of,
2: You know, we we quickly pretty much tell the in-laws, who's also living with me at this moment, um, that they got to take over with watching our kids because we need to make a run. So him and I hurry up and get in the Jeep. We pull away. We don't even at this point know where we're going. I just knew from what Kara had told me that we had to be 10 miles away from my house. I'm calling up my mom, telling her what's going on she's like upset and she's like oh my gosh Kimberly I'm so sorry I would have never wanted to put this on you um she couldn't believe it I couldn't believe it um so I had to make sure that it was 10 miles away from her house where she's residing now at my brother's 10 miles from our house and so at one point we're driving aimlessly we have no idea I mean we're driving up north wondering do we cross the state lines you know like how far do we take this thing um (laughs) so um you know I just in my head and and I think you know Kara helped with this too she said take it to a dumpster um and because you know Aberdeen has a lot of dumpsters in the specific area that I know I just I I said okay look we're just going to take it there so my husband and I acted like we were just on a trip like um to go to the store or whatever have you and we're talking to each other like everything's fine um meanwhile we're like giving each other like the side glare because you know we don't want it to really kind of catch on to what's going on or get the vibe that something's mm-hmm. not right so that sounds so crazy to talk about those it it's-, it's
0: true like it really felt like it
2: <laughs> and my husband god love him he didn't even think twice about it he just rolled with it he we went her. right with it and like it was like he was like I-, I got this like he just knew and so you know we were like on a mission so um so we get to this dumpster area and we drove around for a little bit to find the right dumpster you know is your gps oh now? yes So on the way, so we would get on the beltway and head north and it was taking us off the beltway. And then I had the GPS up and I would reroute it again. And then it would take us back off. And Matt goes, Kim, what is going on? And I'm like, it's not me. Or anything no. To
0: around.
2: I no, I said, Matt, you're not going to believe me when I tell you this. So we're literally at that point, mm-hmm. getting off the beltway, getting back on, getting off, getting back on. I mean, it was just wild. So, um, so, you know, fast forward. So we go and we find like the, the perfect dumpster where nobody's really around. And as quickly as we pull up to it, Matt gets it out. I had my stones and everything. My, you know, my um, black obsidian. No, I didn't have the black obsidian at that time. Yeah. I had the the, yes. Yeah. Yes. So, and Kara told me exactly what to say to like, you know, ask it to, um, to, you know, the attachment. Yes. That, it all ties yeah. from our families and
0: friends.
2: And so I said my piece, he chucked it in the dumpster and I, I kid you not before we're even in the Jeep again, this car comes out of nowhere, this white car. And the guy pulls up and he says, got anything good in there? And my husband says, oh, no, dude, there ain't, there ain't nothing good in there. (laughs) And like, at that point, we just kind of give each other this look and hurry up and get back on the the Jeep. Well, then in my rear view mirror, as we're driving away, we see him do like a 360 and head back towards that way. And Mm -hmm. at that point, I'm like, you know what, if he goes dumpster diving, that's on him. Like, I, I just can't anymore. Like, this is it. Like we went, above and beyond to get rid of this thing that nobody else had to take on that burden
0: and like has the power to like entice someone mm-hmm. new and then flip on them or something because it was so weird that it like was like attracted like he had to get in that monster like and what the he, hell find you there
2: was nobody around seconds before and then all of a sudden he comes out of but nowhere star- out of
0: star- and someone comes star- driving and, like, <laughs> and like asks why you're like what <laughs> I like, like, yeah. mean like this it was bizarre. It was so bizarre.
2: Um, so I don't know, not my problem problem. anymore. So, so yeah. Yeah. So we got rid of it. And then Kara's like, okay, let me know when you're home. So as soon as I get home, she pulls up, she's like, we're on a mission. I talked to Caleb and I have a plan. I was like, Regina George, get in, bitch. We're going shopping. We're going to the crystal store. (laughs) Like I got this. So we're driving down to this crystal store uh-huh. and we're on the beltway or or no, at that point we were kind of off the beltway,
0: beltway yeah, right? Driving, we mean, and if you've ever seen like this whole day, we felt like we were in a horror movie, like the exorcist or something, like where you're trying to like get evil spirits out mm-hmm. of your house and like all of the crazy things that happen. And before mm-hmm. it like goes that way, like I could see how our day was just like that, but for, in a movie, they would dramatize certain aspects of it. Mm -hmm. Like crazier stuff would have happened during the house cleansing. Like things would have been like comfortable, whatever. Like we didn't have any of that, but on the way there, there was a car that like, I got this feeling like the house knows, like there's these attachments that have been with this family for how many years and we're about to like cleanse the shit out of it and cut these ties and protect them and like really kind of exercise them too, the family members, not just the home. And Caleb prepped me on everything because he's like he's clear audience. And so his guides and like our guides and the archangels are like talking to him and telling me like what to do. And he could pick up that it wasn't like pure evil stuff, but it definitely is like negative energies, like dark mm-hmm. energies. And he's like, you're going to be working with really negative energies. You have to wear white. You have to be prepared. You have to have like the right, you have to go in with the ceremony, do it the right way. And he gave me all the things he's like, and I was thinking he was going to be like, you shouldn't even do it. Like you should have like a priest or somebody come in. Like he was like, no, you can do it. Like I believe in you. And I was like, oh my God, really? Like I can really do it. Okay. Oh my God. So um, as we're driving, there were cars that were passing. I was in the middle lane. There was cars passing us on the right, and a car went by, and there was a girl sitting in the back seat, and she looked at us, and she had this like devilish, smirky look Scow. on her face, like a scowl, like we had mm-hmm. just like DM'd her boyfriend or something. <laughs> like she just like was looking nasty. As I was like, that's the weirdest thing ever. And then uh, the next car that came up. On the, and it's not like I was driving still and they were mm-hmm. passing by on the left. They were passing on the right hand side. Like, we were like in line with them in traffic, mm-hmm. normal. This next car comes up on the right, and it was just like this guy in the driver's seat, and he turned and looked at us, and like, same thing, like, was like scowling. And it was like, it's almost like the they're called like familiars or whatever Caleb said. Like, they will. um. Like, all of these forces are trying to, like, threaten you and make you not want to do the house cleansing. Mm-hmm. I felt really tired before we left, mm-hmm. and I almost said, I don't even think I can do this today. We should schedule. Then we parked to go in the shop, and the shop is not even where it marked on Google Maps. Like, mm-hmm. it's disappeared. Like, we can't find it. It was around the corner, down some alley. Like, I it took to us call. forever. Yeah. We had to call to get in there. It was it was crazy. So we eventually got in, we got all our stuff and then, um, and then we go to do, we actually do the house cleansing. And when, when we got to Kim's house, like I've been in her house a million times, the energy felt way worse than it's ever felt. Like it was like mm-hmm. this heavy pressurized feeling, I felt really stressed out and overwhelmed. The kids were like coming up to me and I normally have all kinds of patience for them. And I just felt like Overwhelmed and like annoyed and just like on edge. Yeah, it was a, the craziest, like uncomfortable feeling. And I told Kara when she described that to me, I said, This is how
2: I've been feeling. And I don't, I'm not one to want to run away from my home, but legit, like that feeling, I was like, I don't know why, but I don't want to go home. Like, I just want to stay at work and work and <laughs> yeah. until the crazy hours because. And, it, and, it, and it's unfortunate because my children are there, my animals are there, like my husband's there and I, my home should feel like my safe haven. Um, and it always did. It wasn't up until recent um, when my in-laws had moved in um, and my father-in-law, well, he's had three heart attacks and had died in one and came back, um, you know, seconds later. And so he's got, he's got a lot of built up resentment and anger. And I think a lot of what I'm feeling and that feeling of wanting to run away from my own home was because of his, his um, negative energy that was just suffocating me and my family, really.
0: That it's like everything was just a perfect storm yeah. to just make this like negative, like lot in the house. Um, so we cleared everyone out. We had the kids get in the car. They were all sitting in the car in their car seats, their in laws left. So it was just Kim and I by ourselves. We started in lit Palo Santo and um, we went counterclockwise through the whole house with the windows open. Had all of the prayers and everything that Caleb told us to say. Uh, then we closed the windows and went through again clockwise and anchored in peace, love, harmony, light. And um, it was much more detailed than that, but that's just the gist of what we did. And it was it was very powerful. Like I, like we were like praying Bible verses like in her basement, and I have never felt like such a crazy heavy. Energy like literally ever. I remember Kara saying, I've never felt this bad
2: before, and I want to, I want to, I'm gonna get sick. Like, I feel nauseated.
0: Oh, yeah, I did. That's mm-hmm. right. See, I can't even remember. Sometimes when I do like my intuitive stuff, like, you I don't like, remember. You gonna all pass out. Out. Did I? Oh, God. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. Um, but at the same time, I didn't feel like I couldn't do it. Like, I really, and mm-hmm. I think that's part of the. And why Caleb picked up that we could do it ourselves was because he knew intuitively that like we believe in the protection mm-hmm. of God and of the archangels and our spirit us. because like I wholeheartedly I was like that's the only way this is gonna work is if we really believe. and like mm-hmm. I just had to like 100 percent and I did like I felt really protected. Yeah, and we did tell her tell them about the candles that we got too that he. That he told us to get. Oh yeah, we got a Jesus candle and then we also got the Archangel Michael candle and that one was layered and had like all of the chakra colors mm-hmm. in it. And so afterwards we lit both of those candles and prayed over them and said like the prayers that go along with them and let them lit like most of anything. Um, mm-hmm. And that helps to like anchor in all of the good stuff. And it, it really did like afterwards, um, we like went out and got pizza and we're hanging out with the kids later that evening in the house. And it felt like a different house. And the other people like your in-laws were saying your mother-in-law too, like it feels different. Like it, it was crazy. The difference. My father-in-law. Really?
2: Yes. Yeah. It was like an instant release just I felt like I could breathe again um and my father-in-law who's very always irritated Mm -hmm. and just impatient um he actually was very calm and quiet like my mother-in-law who's a very religious lady she's like guys whatever you did I think it definitely is working because he's not yelling at me right now So then, you know, so we finished that house. I mean, and then, I mean, despite this crazy day from the moment it started, mm-hmm. then we go over to
0: my mom's. Yeah. We're, like, we're on a roll. We're going on a grand tour at this point. Mm-hmm. So we did your mom's house, which was the house, not the original house that was haunted, but the second one that you, that the statue was in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm that house too. And we talked to Kim's sister and um, she, I felt like she had some like negative stuff attached to her personally. And so I gave her, I gifted her a black obsidian round tumbled crystal and gave her all of these different, like a meditation to do for psychic protection, but then also like the same Bible verses and everything. And I said, do these like times a day, start working on this stuff. Um, because that's the thing is when you have a negative attachment like that, it'll make you feel like you are a crazy person. Like it'll make you feel depressed. It will make you feel like you want to give up. And when you do try to better yourself or you try to pray or do these different things, it'll make you feel like you want to procrastinate doing it. Like you don't want to do it. Like that's why I felt tired before doing the house cleansing. It was like mm-hmm. wanting me not to do it. And I'm not, it's not to say that all mental illness or depression or things like that are rooted in that. It's not to say that, but it's just that it can make you feel that way and it can make those things worse. And it can influence you, like actually influence like your action. Mm-hmm. And you have to like believe in like the light of god and your spirit team and angels and everything light to like protect you and you have to believe in like and just stay convicted in it because otherwise it'll keep like bringing you down it's like a dramatic version of the paranormal activity movie because they there's like the mom in the in those movies eventually she gets totally by this evil thing and like kills people it's like all horror and whatever but in a very real way that kind of stuff can happen and when she first got possessed by it it was like she just was depressed and she couldn't get out of bed and she couldn't do things for herself and it would make her not want to eat because it eventually wanted her to like cease to exist and like take her energy or whatever and um, that part is really real. Like the other stuff is dramatizations, like you're not going to turn into a serial killer and crazy probably. but like it's that foundational yeah. stuff.
2: And that's when I really, truly realized that my sister was trying to reach out to us for a cry for help, Mm -hmm. because while Kara was there talking with my sister, she opened up to her and told her, you know, I've been very depressed. I've been exhausted, mentally drained, and I've had suicidal thoughts. And to hear that come out of my sister's mouth was just, it was so disheartening. But I knew at that point there was no way, like we just had to go up from there. And, um, So she's like, I'm having these thoughts and it's like, I'm battling it out in my head with myself. And that's exactly what Kara's talking about. So it's like, she, and she felt like she was going crazy because she's like, literally like, um, you know, it's like her, she's her own worst enemy in a way. And so, um, you know, so just opening up to Kara and her being able to help with blessing her and everything helped. But it was interesting enough that after the house cleansing, after we wrapped everything up, my sister said that she had the worst night ever because um, she was like, she woke up in the middle of the night Mm -hmm. and she was like, she didn't sleep well at all. And she just popped up in the middle of the night and like felt like she couldn't breathe. She felt like her breath was being taken from her. Um, She felt nauseated and sick. Like Mm -hmm. it was just horrible. And her, her, yeah is that if you dramatize that that's an exorcism and uh, so immediately I reached out to Kara because I'm like what's going on like what do we do how do we help her mm-hmm. and that's when Caleb chimed in and said okay eat these certain vegetables and stuff to help right. her Yes,
0: it's totally normal don't freak out he said no wonder she is like you're cleansing out the toxic energy like your it's mm-hmm. like your body's purging these mm-hmm. toxins and these like negative attachments and cutting cords to things and because I gave her mm-hmm. that psychic like protection meditation it's all about cutting cords and contracts and like agreements with things that don't mm-hmm. serve you and I think it's like as that's leaving you and as that's like you're releasing that like some people release by purging like literally throwing up and feeling sick or whatever mm-hmm. and I think it was, it's definitely scary, but it was in a way, a good thing Mm -hmm. because it was like, it's her way of releasing all of that.
2: And now here we are What it's been two, three weeks since all that. Yeah. And she's, my sister's like a different person. She's like, um, you know, her fiance is getting more stabilized in his, in his job. They found a nice little apartment for them. She's, um, She's, you know, getting up at a normal time of the day. She's, you know, actively packing and organizing. And that's the other thing. When Kara came over to do the house blessing there, my sister, you know, trying to make it on her own and not being successful and having to move back into my mom's, there was a lot of clutter everywhere. Kara's like, get rid of this stuff. It's just, it's holding negative energy. It's got to go.
0: And, um, energy comes to it manifests in when there's clutter for whatever reason. I don't know Mm -hmm. if it's the denseness of it, like Mm -hmm. physical, like it has something to do with the physical aspect of like clutter. And and it's also your mentality too, because when you have stuff cluttered and it's not clean like that, it just is usually a sign of depression and all of that. Like it's all tied together. So So that's great that she's
2: Right. So because of the direction that Caleb and Carrie provided to her, um, and to me, I was able to help a sister and kind of get to a better place. And so here we are now, as we mentioned, about three weeks later, and things, you know, are finally working out or looking up. Um, we were able to find placement for just about everybody to make it work. My mom's um, situation oh, was yes. getting sick. Yeah. My in-laws found a, a permanent home. My sister found a place. My mom's, you know, really happy, um, at my brother's right now. And we're able to start con- starting the process of meeting with a real estate agent on Wednesday mm-hmm. and talking about what needs to be done to the house to fix it up, to put it on the market. Yeah. And, um, you know, since then it's been peaceful, peaceful nights, so hopefully that will help with, you know, selling the home, um, it, you know, with all the the sequence of events that we've been through. And um, it, it finally feels like for the once in our life that like we can breathe and things are coming together and things are actually, you know, working out in our favor, which is really refreshing. And so, you know, seeing just in what that, that change and just what we did, um, you know, has prompted me to begin my own spiritual awakening.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like happening to you. And so I was compelled after that whole thing happened, because um, at that point, the day after the house cleansing, like we didn't know Kim was like the one that was being looked to and her family to try and figure out like, how are we going to rearrange family members like so that everyone has like the right place to live Mm -hmm. and like everyone in her extended family was like looking to her for guidance on their different issues. And so I decided to gift her a soul coaching session with Caleb because I felt like they already had a connection because of how he like helped like with the whole house cleansing mm-hmm. and guiding Like we were texting back and forth all day <laughs> that day. And like, he like, I sent him like, a meme that he had just sent someone else. And it was like all these weird, like psychic confirmations, just like all day. Like, and he told me, like, oh, make sure you're wearing white. And I was already in this white sweater. Cause I like intuitively knew that I should wear white so that the negative energy doesn't absorb mm-hmm. and like weird stuff. And so I gifted him a session with him, which he just had this week. And and that was really eye-opening. Like he said that I'm supposed to help her open her third eye and, um, that you're supposed to come more into your abilities psychically and not being afraid and not wanting to shut things out like you did when you were younger. Mm -hmm. So my grandmother always used to tell us that it's
2: in our family history. It's in our, um, really it's, it's in our gen it's like a generational thing where we have these abilities and it's all surrounded around white light. But based on what I've been through and experienced, I was scared of it and I shut it out. And I feel now that I have one of my best friends to help walk me through it and better understand it. Um, and we have Caleb, our wonderful soul coach, to help us, um, I feel more confident and I want to try to you know, kind of find myself in this new light, if you will. Mm -hmm. And um, so here I am. Um, You know, we just
0: finished our Reiki session here. Reiki session, I'm so excited because I've been doing distance Reiki Mm -hmm. only because of COVID. So um, we did an in-person Reiki session. I put frankincense oil at the direction of Caleb on her third eye. And I used one of my pendulums for the first time. I actually got it as a gift for someone. And it kept falling through every time I was supposed to meet up with them. And so now, and it was exactly a year ago I got, it, I bought it on New Year's Eve. So um, it's weird that, and I've never used it. It's been sitting in my jewelry box for a year. The first time I used it. And so I finally was like, okay, I think this is just mine. Like this is just meant to be mine and mm-hmm. I'll get her another one sometime. Like it just was weird. Like the knowing of that. And so we did this in person, like this Reiki session. I used the pendulum and sure enough, like it was saying that her third eye and third chakra were out of alignment. It was spinning counterclockwise. We did all of the Reiki and then it started spinning clockwise. Like it really did align everything. and. While I was giving her Reiki, I experienced something I've never had before, which I think is pretty close to channeling because I think like audiently, I was like hearing things in my mind and it was like, spirit it was speaking for me. So I was imagining in my mind as I'm scanning her chakras, I didn't wait, like some Reiki practitioners wait until the end of a session and then they like recap, like, here's what I noticed. I just felt compelled maybe just because we're friends to like just tell her what was Mm -hmm. happening as I was doing it and I just started talking and like saying all this stuff and in my mind I felt like I like my consciousness like shrunk like I felt like I was like a little like the size of like a gnome and I felt like this sounds so crazy to say I recognize that but I felt like a gnome, and then I felt like there was this larger energy that was with me that felt, like, really knowledgeable and protective, but it was, like, huge, big, giant energy, like, and, and, like, it was really big, and I was really small, and I was, like, I felt like that, like, juxtaposition, like, as I was, like, talking through all of that, like, I remember thinking, wow, it feels really weird inside my brain right now.
2: afterwards, I'm like recapping with Kara and she's like, Did I really say that? I'm like, Yeah, I'm like, you were hitting everything on the nail. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't even know where and these are some of the things that maybe I haven't even like told her, like, and she just knew them. And I was like blown away by it all. Um and even interesting enough, Caleb. Mm -hmm. Caleb had picked up on one of her friends meeting, like having their throat um chakra like being closed and like really wanting feeling the need to like help this friend out
0: kara at the time didn't really know where go yeah. it was like it interrupted our soul coaching session he's like she's like there's a friend that you have that's like i don't know why your guys are telling me this but like her throat chakra is really close he's like you gotta watch out for her i don't know something's going on with that and it ended up being you and so the fact that like now you know caleb and it's like it's like all making sense and then during my session with Caleb, he said,
2: it's meant for me, like, this is part of my purpose to embrace this and feel comfortable with it. And so this is my calling and oh, I just yeah. get chills. I get chills about it.
0: Yeah. is sometimes when you're receiving Reiki, you're like laying down comfortably and Sometimes you'll receive it and nothing happens and you might even fall asleep during a session or just relax. Um, but sometimes you'll see things or you'll like notice things or as you're meditating and Tim, tell them what you what you saw. So I told her, I don't even know why this popped in my head.
2: It was like I was trying to focus on nothing really. Um and all of a sudden I just see these like turning, like, like um. You know, those windows that are on like the church chapels. Um, but yeah, the stained glass windows with, you know, um, Michelangelo. <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh, I'm thinking artist stuff. I
0: <laughs> art, art, uh, art. When you said that, guys. instead of thinking like duh, like an artist, I thought of the ninja. but you know what it's funny though that caleb
2: picked up on that he said i have a really creative side and i need to get back into my artistic side so that's kind of like maybe maybe it's like a combination of it all yeah but um so i saw like you know um these characters like on this um stained glass window and i was describing them to karen she's like oh my gosh i've been going to like a local
0: Um, you know, church as well. And um, it's my chapel at work because mm -hmm. my retirement community used to be a Catholic like campus, like for like scholars, like back in the day. And now the chapel is owned by the diocese still, but it's like one of those original, like super ornate, gorgeous ones. And I had been just randomly drawn to go to the chapel. And I started going like almost every day on my walk back to my car because it's empty. Like no one's having services, but it's always open and you're allowed to go in and sit. And at the top of the, it's a giant dome. And at the front of the dome above the altar, like way in the back is um, there's Jesus up in the clouds, like when he ascended like in his robe and everything and there's two angels on either side of him and the way that their colors were of their clothes I sent it to Caleb like a month ago and I was like is this Archangel Raphael and Archangel Michael because they're my two that I pray to every day that they are like with me like they're like my people and he like looked it up and like was like yeah like that's them and I was like that's why I'm drawn to come here every day like that's crazy like it resonated with me the fact that like that's what Kim just saw and I haven't told her any of this like she didn't know that I've been going to chapel and stuff so she like literally saw what I've seen let me show you the
2: picture it's been like a 360 like panel view like if I took my phone and went inside of the middle yes and just went around and took an entire like picture of it that's what I was seeing in my like those kind of visions oh my
0: god that's so crazy hold on I'm going to find this um, yeah, it's, it's been a crazy journey and this is just the beginning. So is, we're growing <laughs> up spiritually. That's for damn sure. <laughs> My
2: group, we first, um, really got to know each other and spend a lot of time with each other. Um, we were working in the same, you know, senior living, um, community and I was working for a home health department as like an office manager at the time. And it was like Kara needed to hire somebody for community outreach. And not knowing a lot about me, she still sought me out and more or less recruited me to join her team. And so we've naturally been drawn to each other, um, you know, from day one. And yeah. Caleb confirmed and validated that we supposedly used to, like, work together um, mm, in our previous right? life. Yeah. Yeah,
0: what do you say about that?
2: Like, do you give any context for what we did or Um, no, but maybe I just feel like it was spiritually, it was kind of sort of like what we're doing now, Mm -hmm. yeah, like light work, yeah, yeah, that's powerful.
0: That's like part of the dome, Mm -hmm. that's them.
2: Wow, wow! So, that's our story. Well, my story. It was kind of our story, yeah. It's a journey
1: journey
2: because it's like me, like kind of tapping into it, like little by little, baby Mm -hmm, steps. mm -hmm. And Kara's like taking the lead in it, and really like being a role model and a a coach, you know, based on what my um Caleb's been teaching her. So
0: we're all in our own journey together, journeying together, walking each other home. Um, so if you um. Want to get in touch with myself, Blow Up Gals Podcast on Instagram. My personal Instagram is Kara Connects. And if you want to reach out to Caleb, um, he does soul coaching sessions. He's also certified in crystal therapy, tarot, internal family systems, like all kinds of stuff. He's audience, so his guides and archangels and your guides will just talk right through him. It's crazy. He's actually going to be on the podcast in an upcoming episode, so look out for that. His Instagram is at Merman, and he partners every night at... um 7 and 8 p.m. Eastern time with uh, Icaro, who was on two episodes ago, Um, and they do uh, live tarot readings every single night. They take donations and they'll read your tarot spreads live on the air. Um, So definitely check that out. And if you want to message Kim... And you have a crazy haunted house story or house <laughs> cleansing or just feel compelled to connect with her. What's your um, best way to reach you?
2: Um, so I think I'm at KMO 17 on Instagram. So that would probably be the best way. Mm-hmm. And again, it's KMO 17, but yeah, please. I mean, mm-hmm. I would love to hear the stories because I don't want to feel like I'm alone on this. <laughs> it's like, you know, a childhood of mine, you know, hopefully other people, I know there's gotta be other people that have experienced the same thing and, it's just refreshing to know that I'm not alone in that.
0: In the show notes and really looking forward to both just kind of going along our spiritual path. is really the first coach that I've had. Like I've been looking for someone for years and, and I don't necessarily think it's that the other coaches were not good in any way. It's just that I was never ready to fully invest in myself. Um, cause I'll buy like a package of sessions from him and I'll just be like, yeah, like it's no problem. And like life has shifted around like with my job and with different things that I have the extra money to do it. And I've never had it before, but I think the reason that happened is because I finally decided that it's worth the investment and it's worth it. And it's my time to like really learn this stuff. He teaches like a professor, like he mm-hmm. He reminds me of like my favorite high school teachers like as we're in <laughs> session he'll like quiz me on something that we just talked about 10 minutes ago and be like don't look at your nose let's see what we picked up so far and I it's and I respond to that like I respond to like learning like it's cool mm-hmm. and so I think that's why I'm like I'm so glad we found each other because I can like really learn like yeah. that way. He checks back for understanding. Mm -hmm.
2: so he doesn't lose you amongst like all that because he gets very excited and very exuberant on things and he's like wait a minute did you did you follow me did you understand that (laughs) well I'll be excited to keep you guys updated I'm sure we'll do another future session and I'll let you know what I'm thinking how I'm feeling um in the
0: next few weeks yeah we will catch you next time keep on glowing Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. You can also connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at the Glow Up Gals podcast. We have a Facebook community where you can meet one another, share inspiring stories, and make some divine connections. Thanks for listening.